We are live. This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into this show. It is Friday night, and we are here to do the Law of One, but before that, we're going to talk about other things. Whoops, hold on. I need to turn the sound off on my other monitor over here on my cell phone, trying to see if we were live. Tonight, let me turn the camera on here. Tonight, we have uh, uh, Omar back with us. Check it out, people. There's us on the screen. Omar's back with us tonight, right? He used to do the Love One with me all the time, but he's busy doing his thing, so he doesn't end up having time to come on. However, if you didn't see us last night, we have an event. He has an event, and I'm part of that, working with him. Uh, Watchers Talk is putting on an event, and I'll let Omar give you the whole spiel about that because it pertains to the Law of One and everything that we're dealing with here, right? Hey, what's up, Leonard? Thank you very much for uh, having me on. It's uh, nice to be on. Yeah, it's uh, it's a busy schedule doing uh, you know lots of things, and uh, you know, nice to be on. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I'm just getting buzzed here now. <laughs> right, I know. Right, yeah. He just got home. He was at work all day, and no, I wasn't. Work. I wasn't working. I had to pick my wife up. Oh, you had to pick and, your wife uh, up. And like one minute before we went live, my cat Gilbert. Uh, just puked all over the uh, all over the carpet over here because he got too many cookies. But uh, too yeah, many cookies, too many too cookies, many too many temptations. I guess a fistful was too much. <laughs> right. I know everybody shared this out. I see. Uh, I see Reese in the audience over here, and I see Julie. Anybody else that's in the audience? If I don't know you, then you'd have to say hello for me to see you. Otherwise, anybody who's friends of mine pops up in the audience, and I can actually see them uh, when they pop in. It says that you're there. Steve's there. Welcome. Right. Okay. So, guys, let's share this out. I haven't shared it at all, so let's go ahead and share this out for a bit. It is Friday night, so a lot of people are expecting the Law of One. I should have put on my Santa hat, right? Hold on. I'm going to switch hats real quick to my Santa hat. Next Friday is going to be Christmas Day. I'm still going to do the Law of One on Christmas Day because I'm having Christmas on Christmas Eve. So Christmas Day, I'm going to still be doing that. In fact, I think i got to check the time because Neil said something about doing something on Christmas as well. He's like, people are home. They're going to be watching, right? So hold on. I'm going to put on my Santa hat. Yeah, we were uh, thinking about doing Christmas on uh, Christmas Eve as well, because uh, see, there we go. Look at this, guys. And... Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> my 
<laughs> right on there. It's weird. Merry Christmas, right? <laughs> Got Kronos sitting right in front of me. <laughs> right? No joke, right? <laughs> you know what I used to do when I was working? I would actually put it to where it sits to where it sits up off my head. There you go, right? Thank you, Amy. Merry Christmas. <laughs> okay. Go like so this. <laughs> I would actually, yeah, but yeah, there you go. I would actually put a, put something inside here, so that it st <clears throat> stood up and then went crooked and it would like hang down just barely, right? But the way this sits on my head now, I can just hang it there and it's fine, right? Look at me. There we go. Did you guys seen that commercial up there where they have like the gang <laughs> of Santas, the Ford commercial? <laughs> have you seen that i love that commercial it starts no. off it starts off with you're looking up a, a fire escape to a building and santa claus looks over the edge down the fire escape then the next thing you know he climbs down and there's i counted them 77 santa clauses and they're running like a gang through the streets and they go across this causeway and i know because i paused it and counted every santa claus there were 77 Santa Claus, like a gang of Santa Claus, and they're running, sprinting. In fact, one falls down and goes headfirst into a garbage can in the alleyway. <laughs> that was hilarious. I don't know if it was planned, but if it wasn't, it was perfect. It was funny. And then they go, and they end up in a Ford dealership, and they raid the place. They end up in a Ford dealership, and they're all jumping into cars and stealing them. <laughs> <laughs> No, I haven't seen that. I oh, my, seen oh my, it is hilarious, bro. It comes on over here, and I just die every time. I'm like, oh, here comes the Santa gang. They're going to go rob the Ford dealership again. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah, it reminds me of that uh, Baltimore commercial. You ever seen that one? Fuck you, Baltimore. Right? It's, uh, right? it's It doesn't doesn't got Santa in it, but, uh, you know, it damn your shed. But uh, anyways... Uh, we got this uh, event coming up here on uh, December the 21st, and uh, this is a, uh, you know, a big event. There's a uh, energy shift and a consciousness shift, and, uh, you know, we just all need to get together and, uh, you know, just send our energy, whether it be through meditation or whether it be through visual creativity or through astral traveling or through telekinesis. You know, it's your uh, cup of tea. You know, you do with it what you want as long as we're, uh, you know, sharing energy right. and uh, positive thought uh, because, uh, you know, that's what's really going to uh, uplift the uh, Schumann resonance, which uh, is our goal is to, uh, you know, affect it so that we can visibly see that we did something to it. But we're not the only ones that are holding events. So, you know, there's a huge conscious shift that's happening on the 21st and there's tons and tons of uh, events going on. Right. And uh, ours just uh, happens to be, uh, you know, one of the uh, uh, chinks in the chain, uh, so to say. Right, which is okay. That's the more the merrier. So, Danny, mm -hmm. thank you for sharing. Debbie, hi, how you doing? Right, Peter from Ireland. Welcome, my friend. Thank you. Reese, thank you. Right, yeah. It's Saturday there. That's okay, buddy. Um, it's because, you know, we're worldwide. So, yeah, it's Friday night for me, but it's Saturday for you. But that's okay, bro. Um, Debbie says hi. Danny uh, says hi. Thank you. Um, Ray says shared. Thank you, Ray, for sharing. Right? Rock out the rock out with the chicken out, she says, <laughs> with our Santa hats. Rock out with the chicken out, right? Yeah, there was actually a, a, a song by uh, Lemmy Kilminster and um, – uh, Motorhead was called Rock Out, and he didn't say Rock Out with your chicken out. He said Rock Out with your out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and jam out with your 
Yep. <laughs> out. Yep. Rock out with your out is what he said. I think that's what Ray meant. She was being PG-13 with her chicken. Yeah, there's uh, Harold and Kumar as well. Uh, yep. Dr. Doogie Hauser. I forgot his name. What's his name? Um Oh, you know, I just, uh, it, it is... Uh, Neil Patrick uh, Harris. Yes, Neil Patrick yeah, Harris. Yeah, Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, they were in that, uh, that uh, what was that, uh, whorehouse they were in? And uh, he was high on mushrooms, and he goes in there, and he's like, uh, let's rock out with your, you know, right. <laughs> jam with out. Your with your rooster out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with your clam out. <laughs> with your rooster cock burn out? <laughs> I'm right. going to rock out with my rooster out, and you're going to yep. jam out with your clam out. <laughs> yeah, right? That's hilarious right there, bro. I'm not even... Yeah, not totally hilarious. Anyway. Okay, guys. So, yeah. So, on the on the 21st, we're going to be starting at 8 a.m. West Coast time, uh, which, uh, you know, like for uh, Reese, it would be the 22nd, buddy, right? <laughs> so, it's West Coast America time. For those of you around the world, uh, eight, at 8 o'clock in the morning, and it's going to run until at least 4, 4.30 at night. And that's just going to be, that's always a, a guideline. It's like the pirate codex when Omar and I get to go in, whether or not we're going to have it a, as a definite shutoff time. The only time we do that is if there's somebody that needs to go to work or the hospital or something or the kids get hungry. Otherwise, it's sort of more of a more of a guideline, really, than a law. At what time yeah, we're going to end? <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we're pretty much going to start at, uh, you know, about 745 in the morning. Uh, you, myself, and uh, Rob are going to meet backstage and uh, do a sound check and uh, things like that. And then we're going to go live at 8 o'clock and then uh, begin the show at uh, 8.04, uh, which is uh, sunrise here on the uh, West Coast. And then uh, yep. we're going to go right till uh, 4 o'clock. Uh, sunset is at 3.54. So uh, we'll go till like 4 or 5 o'clock. Uh, you know, it just really depends on what's happening that day. And, right. um, you know, if we're... Uh, in the middle of a you know fantastic discussion like we will be with neil then uh you know who knows it could be like five six seven o'clock uh you know we can go on for hours with that guy because uh, he's got lots to share and he's talking about the pagan uh you know solstice uh, rituals and uh, ceremonies and such and uh, how it pertains to the uh, ancient culture and then uh, he's going to talk about uh, christmas as to how it's related to this uh to a saturn and the conjunction of saturn and jupiter and uh, and then he's actually going to stop with santa and then from santa is uh when uh, we're going to pick up the panel discussion and uh talk about uh, the roots of uh of christmas and uh what uh, it truly means right so that's going to be good stuff right yeah just to uh you know shout out to reese uh, this uh, event was actually supposed to be for uh, winter solstice for uh, Uluru time and, uh, you know, for about 9.02 p.m. Uluru time. But right. unfortunately, I wasn't able to organize the event in real time for uh, here in North America to, uh, you know, do a show at like 1 o'clock in the morning, 1.30 in the morning. I wasn't able to organize the speakers together. So I decided that I was just going to do it on my end of the shift, right, because, uh, you know, the solstice begins over there and then you know the second half will pick up over here in north america and uh, and then continuously send the conscious energy to uluru for the uh, magic box uh, prophecy that the uh, that the original people talk about and have told about for uh, you know centuries and uh, you know for them these ceremonies that they're doing at uluru on the 21st australia time uh, this has been in the making for uh, a very long time they've actually been right. doing ceremonies in previous years prepping for uh, for for this uh, 2020 
you know, ceremony. Right. That's no joke that, you know, they've been, they've been working at that for a long time. And, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, like Omar said, he couldn't get it uh, scheduled for that. But, you know, I mean, if you think about that, that's a pretty hard undertaking just to, I mean, if, just to get it going during the day, but then to have it to where it's starting at one o'clock in the morning, our time, and then to have people show up on, you know, America for it, it's kind of rough. Um, yeah, so, and, you know, I think it's still going to be cool because, like you said, it's, it's a worldwide event. Not only us, but other people in the world are doing these events exactly the same all over. Like, you know, they're going to have uh, for on the if, it, if it's if it's for us on the on on Tuesday or Monday. Is it Monday, Monday? That means that Sunday over there and the, over there, you're going to have people sitting doing the vigil at uh, Stonehenge and all these other places because yes. of the salsa. So, you know, it's going to be going on all over the planet. Uh, which is really cool, right? <laughs> yeah, this is so. in play with uh, Forgotten Origin yeah. with uh, Stephen and Evan Strong. And, uh, you know, we've have, had him on our shows, uh, you know, many, many, many times. And uh, for the last seven months, I've been following their uh, Our Alien Ancestry uh, series. Yeah, me too, yeah. And in it, they've been talking about, uh, you know, our uh, our ancient past. And, uh, and also they've been speaking about this uh, prophecy and preparing everyone for this prophecy for the 21st. So, you know, there's other groups such as myself that attended the, those events that are holding their own, uh, you know, private events. Uh, there's one, I believe, in Iceland. Uh, they're uh, going out on ice caps and uh, they're doing a, a huge meditation there. And uh, there's a couple of spots in Europe. So, you know, the more the merrier, you know, we need, uh, we need more people. And I'm seeing it more from a shift perspective where there's that constant uh, flow of energy going to Uru, where it starts in uh, Australia, and then as it works its way uh, west, like you were saying, you know, there's right. going to be ceremonies yep. at uh, Stonehenge and uh, at yep. uh, the pyramids and, you know, in Iceland, and it's just going to slowly, the, as the time moves forward, we're just going to continuously send that energy. That's why I'm saying so it should be a visible effect on the Schumann chart yep. to where, you know, on that day, it should be a huge spike compared to, uh, you know, any other day. Uh, any normal day for that matter when, uh, you know, events such as this are not happening. Right. And that's that's always good when that happens because it becomes a global event and it goes on for more than 24 hours. And it just goes, you know, in the time zones and people start and they, they go all day in the different time zones. So it really ends up ramping up pretty quickly uh, by the 12 hour mark. Pretty much everybody on the planet is doing something. And then that stays that way until people trickle off and go to bed at these other places, you know. So it's yeah. really cool when we realize a global event like it's this like and, and participate in a global event uh, at different places because, you know, they're going to be at every megalithic uh, a site around the, the world. Right. So they're saying our hats look good uh, in the crowd and. Uh, and Peter's saying Merry Christmas or Happy Christmas. You know, he's Irish over in Ireland. Happy Christmas if I don't hear from you. And uh, so everybody loves our hats and us being silly with our, with our Santa hats. Well, I didn't grow. <laughs> you know, I feel like that guy, um, uh, Amish in uh, in uh, Braveheart, you know. I mean, I have oh, yeah. Beard, yeah, I love right? that guy. Like, well, we didn't get all dressed up for nothing. I didn't grow this <laughs> Santa beard for nothing. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that guy. My favorite scene by him was uh, uh, the Spears part. You know, so, you know, some men are longer than others. Some men are longer than others. <laughs> and then his dad says, oh, your mother's been telling stories about me. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. oh, that's a great movie. I love I that love movie. When, I love when he's going to throw a rock at him. He says, you couldn't hit me with a stone if you tried. Yeah, he's all, yeah. He's all, you're going to move. No, I won't. No, I'm not. He looks at his father. His father's all, he'll move. <laughs> the, end he'll was, move. Uh, the end was pretty good, too. It was uh, pretty emotional when uh, he took... Uh, 
uh, Wallace's sword and uh, toss it first on the field. And he started yelling his name, Wallace, Wallace, Wallace. Right. You know, you could feel the emotion. Yeah, you could just feel the emotion coming off that guy, right? And then, you know, if you put yourself in his uh, his shoes, you know, he's he's pretty angry, right? Like, that's his childhood friend that was just murdered, dismembered. Yeah, they chopped uh, up his body and they, they took it all over the kingdom. Um, I think yeah. I told about that in the in They the hung his head movie. from uh, the London Bridge and yeah. then sent his limbs to four corners of England as a message yep. to uh, anyone else who's thinking about a revolt. But, yep. uh, you know, of course, it didn't work, right? Because uh, at, no, uh, what that was that? at Bannockburn. Bannockburn. And, yeah, Bannockburn. Uh, they followed, uh, they followed Bruce. The, the, or the, what's his name, uh, the Bruce. Bruce. Um, Robert the Bruce, <laughs> the 15th Earl uh, of Scotland. They followed him and won their freedom, but then they ended yeah. up joining the UK anyway. They're still a part of the UK now, but... Yeah. They won their freedom that day. They were, as as he put it, they were warrior poets. Yeah. And half starving, they fought their way to victory. And, and uh, you know, when you have nothing to lose and your back's against the wall, that's what happens. <laughs> and we're kind of in the in the same position here right now. Right. Because, uh, you know, if you, if you look at uh, the bigger picture, uh, starting from, you know, about 2008, 2009, when, uh, you know, when this conscious shift like really began with the uh, with the Maya calendar. And, uh, you know, since that time on, you know, the establishment, uh, they've been, uh, you know, coming at us full hard, you know, more and more restrictions and uh, more and more loss of freedoms under the guise of uh, national securities and, you know, uh, with uh, terrors and, uh, you know, shit like that. And then now 2020 seems to be like a finale for these guys where, you know, it's all in and uh, and that's it. So they come out with this play that they're having right now right. and uh, and and just, uh, you know, fear mongering and uh, selling this fear all over the planet. And uh, because they know that, uh, you know, majority of the people on the planet are, you know, not consciously aware of, uh, you know, of the situation or themselves so that they can, uh, they're easily, you know, they can take advantage of these people, but, you know, they're misunderestimating the, uh, you know, people like us and, uh, you know, organizing events and people coming out and watching and supporting and, uh, you know, doing the things that we need to do. So, you know, we're essentially like Emish and uh, Robert the Bruce standing on that field, you know, outnumbered and, right. uh, you know, starving because, uh, you know, these things have been eating our energy for, uh, you know, since the time we're born. And, uh, you know, and now it's the time for us to stand up because, you know, like I was saying last night, this, uh, you know, this prophecy of the original people really reminds me of the Hopi prophecy where, you know, we want Walk one road and that road comes to a split and if we make the right choices we have you know a uh, you know a normal uh, future with uh, you know lots of abundance and love and acceptance acceptance and stuff but if we choose to take the other road then it's going to be a road of destruction you know war and famine and disease and death and uh, low vibration and things like that so now is the time you know it's not like on the 21st when uh, you know when we're done meditating and doing what we need to do all of a sudden there's going to be a switch that's going to go on and boom the earth is vibrating at a different uh, vibration right it's not going to be like that it's going to take a number of years for this uh, energy shift to happen right and then in that time you know you have the ability to uh, you know make the choice of going in the right direction and by making that right choice is you know you have to stop yourself from judging other people and responding emotionally to events that are taking place around you in your life and instead of uh, responding to it with anger and hate you need to uh, evaluate it and uh, not be a judge of it and, uh, well, and you know, respond and, and with the, it i agree with that and what really quickly i want to i want to mention i want to comment on that but i wanted to uh, also comment peter coyle um my buddy from ireland 
he's an actor and he was in History Channel's uh, Vikings through the whole series. And he was, I didn't know this about him until he just said this. He was also in Braveheart. He was one of the one of the soldiers, one of the warriors uh, that were there fighting. He and he oh, said really? it was an honor cool. to be in the Braveheart in the background, uh, just been in the battle scenes. He said, but working with uh, with uh, everybody in in uh, he said the in love from Ireland, working with Mel Gibson. So uh, he said it was an honor to be there. And he also said uh, this is good because uh, we need this. The world needs this. Uh, it's good to see because it hasn't happened in at least 5,000 years. It was the beginning of time and our way and the beginning of the stars on the world, if you know what I mean. So, you know, he, he realizes that, first of all, I didn't know that about him. I, it was funny because I knew him and I met him and I didn't realize that he was the actor that was in. And we were friends talking all the time. And Ray, who's here in the audience as well, uh, had him in a chat when we were all getting together to talk. And she said, do you recognize this man? I said, yeah, we're friends. And she says, yeah, but do you recognize him? I said, yes, he's a friend of mine. And she says, but where do you know him from? And I said, I don't know, but I know that I know him. He looks familiar. And she's like, "When he's in uh, History Channel's uh, Vikings, the TV show. And I was like, oh, my God, that is you. And he's like, yeah. And he showed me a picture of him, you know, with everybody, the cast. Yeah. And uh, I was dying. I didn't realize that I'd known him for months and didn't realize that was him. Well, I just now found out more about him that he was actually in Braveheart as well. Uh, was in that in the cast, which he's you know, he's in there with all those other people on the soldiers fighting uh, yeah. on the Scottish and Irish side. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, so he he also, like he said, he understands, uh, you know, there is people don't really know because we keep it quiet. Those of us in the know don't talk about what's going on. But every now and then you'll hear uh Corey Good talk about it, uh, and you'll hear David Wilcock. And I know a lot of people like to try and say they don't know what they're talking about, uh, and that they, they, but, but they actually do. And I know that because I know people behind the scenes. I also know some of the people that they talk to behind the scenes, and some of the people who have given them information. And I vetted those people, and I know that what those people sound they sound crazy, uh, but you know, then again, so did David Ike. And now we know he's not crazy. Okay. <laughs> right. He had a moment where he thought he was Jesus, but we all kind of go through that when you have a, a, all the big downloads. So there's a moment where you think you're God and because you realize you are, but then you don't re- then you have to separate yourself again and get back to that spot. So, you know, everyone thinks David Icke doesn't know what he's talking about, but now guess what? When he speaks, they turn all the cameras on. Right. Yeah. He was, just, he yeah. was talking a month ago out in the middle of the street and they had 27 cameras on him <laughs> and he was talking about the pandemic. OK, so so they, you know, people know he's not crazy now. Is so there's a temporal war. There's a there's a temporal war going. What is that? Who is that? Uh, Peter something or other. One of the cast members of. Uh... Oh, no, no, no. That's not him. You can look at his his photo. If you go to the chat, you can see his actual picture of him right now. He's got a picture of him with the full moon behind him. Uh, Look in our chat in, in the chat on on uh, Facebook, and you can see pick you can click on his picture and go to his uh, homepage. Um. So so getting back to the temporal war, there's a temporal war that's going on that we don't talk about too often, and the reason we don't talk about that is because we already know. Okay, when when people have to make this choice to to do like the Hopi uh, Indians said about the choice of the timelines where you have to choose either utopia or you know you choose the place where basically the the world will come to an end um we we know those of us who have connections to off world actually already know that both of those timelines already exist okay and there's a temporal war going on between those two timelines there's a timeline where most of the people choose 
and the earth is populated by most of us like we are now. But there's an alternative reality where some people chose the other way and AI is in control like the movie The Matrix and the human race is only about 560 to 700,000 people. So those of us that are in the know already know that that actually takes place and that there is the possibility for both. Uh, so just know that if you choose the other way, not the, the positive way, you're going to end up being controlled by AI like the movie The Matrix. Um, you'll, I don't know how exactly, but I know that they're both sending messages through time to us here, and they're fighting a war throughout time that starts here in the now and has started prior to now. Uh, in the background okay so that's we don't talk about that much because of the quantum weirdness of time travel and temporal wars most people don't understand it and if you haven't taken physics for like i did for four years in a college setting trying to be a a physicist you you don't know understand how that works because even to scientists it's kind of a you know it's it's it is quantum weirdness it's a um <clears throat> it's a, a hijack of our uh, of our reality and uh, you know we've uh, you know come to understand that uh, exchange of monetary funds is uh, going to work and uh, eat and shift, and that's pretty much life. But uh, you know it's actually not. This is what's been introduced to us right. over the course of last several thousand years by this force that we're battling, and this force that we're battling is the one that's already that's set up our uh, civilizations, our cities, like our ancient cities, they were the ones who organized it and they're the ones who introduced money and its full effect to us because they knew that the effect of it would you know, consume us, uh, you know, through see, other- look, uh, uh, on your screen. Here's a picture of him without his beard. Let me see if I can get it to, to uh, paint here. I have too much light, hold on. Let me see if I can, there's too much light and glare on it. Yeah, I want to see if I can recognize him because... Uh, well, I've that's seen the picture of him without his beard, but that didn't show 50, on the camera there, obviously. 50, 60 times. Uh, I've, I know every single frame of that movie. His name is Peter Coyle, <laughs> C-O-Y-L-E. You can look him up on Facebook. He's a friend of mine, so you can look him up on my friend's uh, page. So, yeah, guys. Uh, so, on the 21st, what we're doing is uh, we're going to start off with a uh, with a sage-burning ceremony, and then uh, and then we're going to do a meditation and then after that, I'm going to play a uh, video by uh, Stephen and Evan Strong uh, that uh, they've sent me. And uh, in it, they're going to outline and, uh, you know, explain to us what this uh, prophecy of the original peoples is. And then uh, once that video is over, then uh, we're going to bring on uh, Neil Gore. Hopefully I can, uh, you know, I got in touch with the uh, uh, sound uh, sound healing guy today. So hopefully right after that, I'm going to have a... Uh, um, Tibetan singing bowls uh, guy come on and uh, he's going to perform a, a little bit of uh, music for us, some conscious music. And then uh, after that, I've got uh, another fellow coming on. His name is Eric and uh, he will do some uh, conscious music. And then I got Jillian uh, Parker coming on and uh, she's going to do some light work for us. And oh, boy, uh, look at your screen. Energy. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, that. That's look on the screen. Here's the picture of him on set without his hat on and this is where he was hold on there we go that's peter on set in character without his without wearing his his hat can you see the screen yeah i can't uh, really see the picture because it's extremely uh, uh pixelated oh it's too close what about now uh yeah same thing 
Oh, all right. Well, I'd have to share it with you then. So, but, yeah, that's a picture of him. In fact, his fur is, is just now – he's wearing his jacket and his fur is sticking off of him. But that was that was him there on set anyway. So he'll, I'll have to send you a picture. Here's him with uh, – what's his name? The, the guy who played um, Ragnar. I don't know if that will come through on my phone. No, of course not. Well, yeah, you'll have to go to his Facebook page, bro, and you can take a look. Anyways, um, so we are going to do – what is this? What do I have open here? There's a window here that I don't need open. Not sure what was going on with that. Well, we are going to do the Law of One, guys, as well um, today. Try to get that in. So, wait, let me get back now to the – so that I have uh, the chat available for me to read here because I turned that off, right? So, so let's, let's talk see. about uh, before we get to the uh, law of one. Let's uh, talk about the wanderer uh, aspect of uh, of all these prophecies that are uh, taking place, uh, Leo. Uh, yeah, which that that ties into uh, the law of one. Um, law. Okay, so like like Ray was saying, she she actually said in here that you know we're only outnumbered if we if we perceive it that way because we're not. Um, there's there's far more good people on the planet than there are bad. It's just that the bad people have leveraged themselves into positions of power and controlling the narrative. So they control the television, the news, all the radio, the you know the internet, everything. So they're in charge of the big things. They can affect people, and they want you. We talked about this yesterday a bit. They want you to fear them because if you fear them, then they perceive they in your mind they're bigger than they are, and there's more of them, and they have more power. If you realize that they don't and they're nothing and they're not all that cool and tough, right, that they're that they're far less numbered, uh, then, you know, they, they don't have as much power. Now, uh, given that, we also have, you know, the wanderer aspect. Sorry, I was checking to make sure we were still live because my screen here changed uh, and I'm in studio and I couldn't see the the um, I couldn't see whether we were live. It says we were live. Because I'm in the wrong place. I'm not in my producer studio over here. There we go. Now I can see it. I went to share the video, and so I went to another Facebook page of mine, uh, opened another window, and I couldn't see anything in the studio. I have both studios open to see what's going on on one monitor, and I couldn't see the Facebook studio. I was like, whoa, did we just lose the live feed? Uh, so I apologize for that, that for that second. So people have, when, when a group of people gets stuck, which is what's happened to this planet because of the powers that should not be, controlling the matrix, uh, not 100%, but enough to get everybody convinced, um, you know, that they're living in their lizard brain, basically, uh, living in fear in their lizard brain or in your lizard brain. Um, and uh, your vibration is at a very, very low rate, close to barbaric, and they keep us all at that at all times. And that way we're in pain and we're in fear and we're sickly as, as people. We're not tuned. We're not balanced. Our mind, our body, our soul, or uh, our, you know, uh, uh, mind, body, spirit, complex totality is not, um, is not complete. Your chakra points are all blocked. Uh, you're not eating good food, so you're malnourished, so you're sickly. Cancer is running rampant. All these diseases are running rampant. That's on purpose. To, even though we're breeding like rabbits, that's on purpose to keep us at this low level and stuck. What happens is your immortal soul eventually reaches out to your higher self and your higher self then sends a call out to the universe and a collective consciousness of the people stuck here sent out a call uh, and people around all over the universe that are not stuck hear that call and decide to sacrifice themselves 
and, and quite possibly sacrificing their immortal soul because then they, they, they descend from wherever they are, whatever plane that they're on, which is always a higher plane, uh, fourth, fifth, or sixth, and then they, they literally decide to come back, reincarnate on this planet, lower their vibration, reincarnate, and when we get here, you get mind wiped just like everybody else. So you don't remember that you're here on a mission. But somewhere instinctively, you're still driven because people who are in service to self, not service or in service to others, not in service to self, um, then you're, you're driven to help people anyways. Those are the people that will tell you, I think that humans instinctively want to help other humans. Only people who are in service to others think that way. People who are in service to self go, I ain't helping them. I don't care what happens to them. I don't care if they die. I'll step over their dead corpse. In fact, I'll frisk them and steal whatever I can take from them along the way. Okay, and that's because they're they're narcissistic. Um, you know, uh, what's his name? Byrne just said I got. I'm going to be playing his video probably tomorrow or or sometimes this week coming up before or after Christmas. Uh, he's this the ex CEO of um, Overstock.com, and he uh, stepped down last year from Overstock.com. And there's a long backstory to that. But he he said the biggest problem that we have, the problem that we have on this planet is narcissism, narcissistic people, because narcissism is evil inherently. People who are in service to self is what is considered evil in our reality in the universe. Okay, so so there's good people who came here and are here that are here to help raise the vibration of this earth to reset, to overwhelm these bad people who are using all of these external hard drives, these external egos to to drown us with, uh, you know, emotions with anger and fear and, and things like that. Uh, you know, criticism of people like Omar was saying, I know it went a long ways for that, but Omar was saying, I just posted a video which I gave to Peter and he said, oh, wow, I haven't watched Aaron for a while. I like him. I posted that video on a, on a site. I don't remember which what it was. It might have been. I think it was on Portal to Ascension. Uh, and somebody in there who was supposedly awake gave a snarky comeback of we've already been given our mission. All of us already have heard the tone and we know what we're doing. So, you know, uh, I'm sorry, Johnny, who came late. And my response to that was, you know, people who are supposed to be completely learned and woke do not answer things in that manner looking at someone who is behind or or, or uh, you know not in the place where they're at because they should know if they're fully awake they should know that everyone walks their own path at their own time and everyone on this planet is not where you are and that oh there's always someone that's smarter than you there's always someone that is more ascendant than you and there's always someone that is uh, uh, at a higher level than you and if you're really truly woke, you know that by making a comment, which you did, shows people who are truly woke, because it's esoteric, just exactly what's going on. And so far as I know, she hasn't answered me. Uh, she might have, but I doubt it. And even if she did, I don't care. I didn't even check. Uh, oh, it's like I was uh, telling you yesterday about uh, you know about that post uh, in uh, Cats Make Me Happy, and uh, you know this lady had posted an image of this fat cat. And, uh, you know, I found it adorable, but, uh, you know, people who supposedly claimed that they love cats uh, sure, uh, you know, started to attack that cat and, uh, and the owner for, uh, you know, letting the cat get that way without, uh, you know, really getting deeper into 
trying to understand why the cat is like that. And, uh, you know, so for me, you know, it's all pretty much lip service until, right. you know, you prove yourself and, uh, you know, then, you know, attacking a cat, uh, it, you know, is probably the most vibratory things that you can do. You know, you're attacking an animal, first of all, that can defend itself. And uh, secondly, you're claiming that uh, you've, uh, you know, adore or you love this animal. Uh, clearly you don't and uh, you know and the same thing goes with these uh, awoke people you know they uh, give you a lot of lip service and they uh, you know talk a big game but uh, you know when they see something come across the screen that doesn't conform with their uh, ideas and uh, you know their doctrine then uh, then they attack you and uh, they forget the uh, first rule of being awake is to uh, you know to what's that word uh, acceptance <laughs> Uh, you know, to, um, you know, yeah, to accept uh, without judgment and, uh, you know, don't attack anyone. And, uh, you know, and clearly these people are violating their uh, their own rules. So, uh, you know, that's what I'm talking about. And then that's for, that's why we're holding this event on the 21st is to, uh, you know, bring awareness to that. And, right. uh, you know, our, our number one goal is awareness, is to bring you awareness, uh, to be aware of yourself. Because once you become aware of yourself, then everything else, like really, it falls into place on its own, because uh, it begins to make a whole lot more, uh, you know, sense. And you can empathetically, uh, you know, relate with uh, a lot of things that uh, that you'll come across. Right. Sorry, I'm reading some of the chat. Uh, Peter Peter said that when Mel Gibson is filming, he yells "banana" instead of instead of. Uh, uh, you know, instead of saying, uh, you know, okay, go, right, or whatever, when you start filming or whatever, he's a banana. And <laughs> that's funny, right? So, yeah, so I'm just, I'm reading, because there's a lot of stuff going on in the chat, and I'm going scrolling through that to see, you know, what, they're, what everybody's talking about. So, I, uh, I posted the uh, the link to the uh, to the registration form. So uh, if you guys uh, want, after the stream is over, head on over there. And, uh, and register for this event for the 21st. It's all free. Uh, there's no charge. And, uh, you know, we have, uh, you know, a ton of people coming. And, uh, and then we have some uh, great presenters as well. So, uh, you know, it should be a, um, a great day, you know, full yeah, it's of gonna uh, be, high it's energy. It's going to be really cool, guys. And, you know, just because, like like Neil said yesterday, if you didn't watch that, you should go to uh, Watcher's Talk on YouTube uh, and take a look at the, the hour and a half or whatever we did yesterday. Um because we talked about a lot of this and some of the Neil talked about some of the stuff that's coming up. And so did uh, Omar in more detail than he has here tonight. And, uh, but you know, uh, people are going to be all around the world doing this. So it's important, you know, if you're home, you got nothing to do, just, you know, turn it on. You don't have to be there all day. Like uh, Omar said, come in and out whenever you, whenever you want, but it's going to be really cool. There's going to be some cool stuff going on. And, and the whole thing the purpose of it is literally to just take a day like you would for earth day, you know, and this is, he's going to talk about, the solstices and how that will um how that pertained to or how the uh the vikings and the celts uh uh incorporated that into their uh into uh, their rituals and their and their uh ideology and their and their uh, religion um so i haven't heard what he's talking about being a being from that region my uh background you know of course being uh my dna but you know just like uh, who was it that said that was that Kevin that said that even a nationality is a, is an illusion? Yeah, Kevin said wow. that. Even thinking you're a nationality is an illusion. Absolutely, uh, it just gives us individualism so that we have something that's different from everyone else, so that we have our own experience. So the the only reason you know there's a, a reflection of usually what you're learning 
uh, or trying to learn that gives you the region where you were born because some of the skill sets that you need and some of the uh, viewpoints that you want to have are in those regions. Do you understand? Some people don't realize that. So if you're born African-American, there's a reason for that. Uh, you know, and it's not so that you can walk around and paint yourself as a victim. Unfortunately, there's so much of that going on in the United States that they can't get past themselves. And they say that I'm racist just because I'm white. And I'm, you know, first of all, I'm not white. I'm, I'm Irish and, and uh, Scandinavian. So those genetic codes were considered the slave race. That's why when they freed all of the blacks, they named them all names that are either Scottish, Irish or Norwegian. Okay, that's why they all have Henderson and O'Neill and all those names. There's a, that way they still have the distinction between their last names and the slave races. Okay, that's why they did that. So it's not a color, it's a class. And unfortunately, there's certain races that try to paint themselves uh, in the narrative as a, a victim. And, you know, and I say to all African-Americans, talk to a Native American the next time you think you're the only victim on this planet or the worst one. Yeah, I just uh, you know, say that that's the uh, that's the meat bag that uh, that you chose to uh, interact with this uh, vibration. Yeah, and uh, and it was by choice. Everything that right. you've done up until now is deliberately by choice. You chose to be born to the people you wanted. Uh, you chose yep. the uh, experiences that you're going to have, and uh, and you're going to. Uh, you've also chosen the way that uh, you're going to die. And uh, you've chosen the way that you're going to appear in this lifetime. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, everything is by your own choice because of the one tailor-made human experience that you're out to uh, experience. And uh, to right. try to paint yourself as a victim is, uh, you know, again, that's the, uh, that's the play of this force which we're fighting. Because if you feel that you're a victim, then you're going to vibrate at a lower distortion than you will if you, you know, feel that you're free. Because you're begging yourself down, bogging yourself down, and shackling yourself with these low vibratory thoughts, and uh, and as long as you continue to walk around with that, uh, you know, that 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 noose around your neck of victimhood, and uh, you know, then uh, then you're just going to vibrate at a very low distortion. And I say it's time to let that go because, uh, like you were saying, you know, the Aboriginals. Uh, I was just listening to uh, the news uh, just on my way home this morning, and uh, one of our MPs, uh, the leader of uh, the conservative party was uh, you know, at uh, some university in Ontario. And uh, he was talking about uh, you know, the residential schools here in uh, Canada, that it was okay, that, uh, you know, that their intentions were okay. So now there's a big uh, you know, the backlash to that because residential schools were removing children from their homes and uh, assimilating them into right. their own culture and in order to uh, destroy their culture, which is genocide. And uh, this guy essentially was saying yesterday that, uh, you know, the genocide had good intentions. Uh, you know, no genocide has good intentions, uh, you know, and you can they feel the effects here in of the that. United States and eventually yeah. they ended up on reservations. And now <clears throat> yeah. they, they're still, you know, the, the laws that were set down for that is basically keeping them prisoner as well. Yeah, you sense. still you see the effects of that today, yeah. you know, through alcohol abuse, drug yeah. abuse, single parent families, sexual abuse, rape, crime, you know, it all has to do with that. You know, it's not yeah. that, you know, they're making bad choices. It's the fact that they've been 
you know, put into a position where these are the choices that they have to make. But if you look at it on a bigger picture, that's the experience that you chose to have when you, uh, you know, when you incarnated into this, uh, into this vibration, you know, it was by your own choice. Uh, you know, it's nobody's fault. Right. And what you do with it is, is, is the, you know, you have the free will to not stay in yeah. that place. There was a guy that was just speaking yesterday. I can't think of his name. He was in the civil rights movement uh, in the sixties. And now he's a senior fellow at Stan. I think he's at Stanford. One of the universities out here that um, that might be um, Victor David Hansen that's at Stanford. He's also a very intelligent man, but I can't think of this gentleman's name. If I if it hits me, I'll tell you. But <clears throat> he is an African American, so don't think that there's some old white guy talking when I tell you what he said. Because if you if I didn't tell you what race he was, uh, most people out there with an ethnic background would assume he was a, a white old white dude like what i appear to you which i'm not i'm actually not white what is considered caucasian which which i hate that word because we're actually the word, uh, the word caucasian doesn't even mean white people the word caucasian means a a sub asian uh white mixture so it doesn't even mean european it means actually, like mongol Mongolian. Like I'm, yeah like i myself am caucasian anyone that has straight hair is caucasian yeah and anyone who has an Afro is, uh, of course, uh, you know, has African descent. But if you have straight yeah. hair, then uh, you're considered Caucasian, whether you're, uh, you know, black, white, yellow, red. It yeah. doesn't really matter. Uh, like you were saying, Mongol. Yeah. And uh, that's the uh, perfect description, because when you look at the Mongolian hair, it's uh, jet black and uh, pen straight. And uh, yeah. that's what a Caucasian is. Caucasian yeah. has nothing to do with white skin. No, it doesn't. I consider myself European because that's where my <clears throat> DNA comes from, but I'm American. I was born in the United States. Okay, so he, he was talking about race issues in the United States, and he says that the, the biggest problem is that, uh, that the Black Lives Matter and, and uh, the movement in the black culture today is painting themselves as a victim. When you do that, you demean yourself to that status if you if you paint yourself as a victim then what you're saying is that it's the white person's fault that you're that you're uh, in this fix and that is taking away from yourself your own your own ability to control your race or the pride of your race and giving that over to the very people that you say were your slave owners and saying they have to fix you that it's no longer your job to do because they had enslaved you before. It's their job now to give you reparations and they can't give you enough reparations because they can't give you back your national pride because you take it from yourself and you're saying I'm a victim. So until everybody stops thinking now this is and this is where it's true. And I know you guys are going to say, well, you're a racist. So you go ahead and think that. But if you look at the, the Hispanic race. They had the same thing going on. The Irish had the same thing. You guys would think you were the only ones enslaved on the planet. You were not. Okay, you were not. And you're not the last people to be uh, unenslaved either. Okay? Slavery still goes on to this day. It's just underground. And it's not, it has nothing to do with color. It just has to do with whoever they can grab off the streets. You're now my slave. Gender okay? slavery now, sex yeah, slavery. It, yeah, it has nothing to do with it. So, Human so trafficking. The, the, the Irish people, when they got here to America, were being treated worse than black people were being treated. Okay? You and know, if you look this up in these, history, uh, they would say man wanted for a job. No Irish need apply. They wouldn't give us work. They wouldn't give us houses. They wouldn't give us food. They gave us nothing. They beat us. They kicked us. They raped our women. When the men got here on the boat, they said, you get to go over here and serve the military for five years. If you live... 
you get to be a citizen. And, oh, by the way, your women are now going to be our servants in our house. What do you think they did with them? Yeah, they raped them, had babies with them, did whatever they wanted to do, beat them, murdered them, killed them. They didn't care. They were slaves. Okay, so that was the way my people were treated until they decided they weren't slaves anymore. And they stood up and they fought that and they gained back their freedom. Okay, the Hispanic people come here from all over the world. They're doing the same thing. I'm not a slave. I'm not a slave. I'm here, and I'm going to work the system, and I'm going to take everything you got. I'm going to kidnap your women and children. I'm going to rape and pillage them. I'm going to put all your people on dope, and guess what? You're going to help me do it. And that's the truth of it because the CIA and the the deep state are gay. They're behind the drug trade. So they pretend they want to get MS-13 off the streets, but the truth is they're the ones bringing them up here and making sure they get here. Okay, so... So you have to see that it is not has nothing to do with race. You have to own yourself. You have to own yourself. Okay? If you don't want to be a victim, you're not a victim. You need to stand up. It took women until the Me Too movement to understand that as a whole. And now they're just not having any part of that anymore. I'm not going to be a victim. I'm not a victim. I'm a survivor. I'm going to kick your ass and hold you accountable for it. That's what you need to do. The only way that we're ever going to have racial quality, equality 100%, is to quit thinking about race. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. You know, I take, uh, you know, all these. Kevin uh, said it. It's everything, an illusion. We need to. We need yeah, to everything about that, that has take to do with personal responsibility for our own souls first. And then we can hold those rich elite people accountable for the atrocities that they've committed on the rest of us. It's yeah, not we race. To, uh, they want you to think it's race so that we're all fractured. We need to let go of this uh, this race card that uh, you know we collectively hang on to. Uh, you know, for instance, like uh, you know, I'm Pakistani or I'm Indian or I'm Irish, I'm black, I'm Chinese, I'm yeah. Indian. You know, none of that matters. And you know, I, you call those, I'm human. I'm yeah, I call I'm those I'm human. I'm human. I call those hijack words. Yeah, I call those hijack words because yeah. those words are meant to hijack you and uh, divide you and separate you so you know this like i said i was saying earlier you know by this force that we're fighting has set up the civilization in such a way that we're constantly dividing ourselves you know when it comes to when it comes to race you know it doesn't really matter which meat bag you chose you know or what color it is you know it really it doesn't really matter at the end of the day you know, you serve the same function as the next person and uh, and so on and so on. So to play right. this, uh, you know, to play this low vibratory card, you know, at every single corner and every single turn, uh, you know, it, uh, you know, it's really destructive, you know, not only for yourself, but collectively for everyone that's vibrating here, because, you know, your energy, it affects others. And if you constantly are playing that race card that, oh, there's no black people in this movie, or there's no Chinese people in this movie, or this is an all Chinese movie or an all black movie an all, all white movie, then obviously, you know, you're a racist yourself because you're thinking from the terms of racism right. that, you know, there's one particular you know group of people that are not uh you know in this uh film or in this music or in this video or whatever then you have that very racist thinking because when you're seeing something on a screen or on a play or on a you know whatever it is that you're doing you shouldn't be looking for the color of people's skins you know you should be looking at the humanity of the person i'll give you a perfect example like about three four weeks ago i was watching the news and uh, on the news there was this black woman from montreal and uh, the poor girl she had to go and get her breasts cut off because uh, she'd uh, come across uh, uh, a breast cancer to save her life so she of course you know i forgot what that's called uh, when you cut your vasectomy 
yeah, vasectomy. She had that done. Yeah, but the thing that really a vasectomy is to have is to vasectomy. Have a, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, That's vasectomy with an M yeah. means that she had to have her uh, double vasectomy. I think it's yeah. called. Yeah. The thing that I found disturbing about this woman, and uh, you know, very tasteless uh, as well. You know, not to uh, you know take anything away from her, but you know what she was saying was that she wants to see other black women who have gone through the mastectomy as she has. And I was sitting there wondering to myself, you know, she's like, I want to see somebody who is like me, who looks like me, that is going through the same thing. And I was sitting there thinking, I was like, well, that's a pretty racist thing to say right. because number one, you're wishing, you know, this uh, mastectomy or this disease onto another person that yeah. happens to be black. But what does it matter if the person's black, white, yellow, or brown? Because you're both going through the very same thing the very same experience right. so you're painting it that because it's not happening to a black person you're special or because it's happening to a black person or because it's happening to a yellow person uh, it doesn't matter because you don't look like me so you know that's desensitizing yourself and those people that are around you and you're taking away the disease from the other person just because the other person's meat bag happens to be white and they had a mastectomy she's saying that that doesn't matter because right. I'm not seeing somebody who doesn't look like me and, uh, you know, really underscoring uh, the entire issue altogether. So I found that very distasteful and very racist. And that seems to be the problem with the uh, with the left and, uh, you know, with the liberals to where, you know, they want to play the victim. But then, you know, when they play the victim, they want to, you know, use the same old cards and, you know, and try to, you know, wordplay on what's going on it's like we were talking about i love you satan i love you satan yeah or uh, you know the infinity symbol or the number 13 where number 13 is a divine number but they've turned it into something else and that's what i feel that's going on yeah. and we need to let go of that and you know stop thinking from the perspective of you know of color my cat i have a gray cat and uh, you know yellow white brown uh, you know, people have dogs that are different colors. So what is it about the human being? Just because they have a different color, you're, can you begin to hate on them. But for an animal, you see a different colored animal. You're like, oh, what a lovely animal. I love that animal. Right? Look at the colors on that animal. Yeah. It just simply makes no sense. And it shows me that people are very weak minded and they're willing to fall into this mind trap of these hijacked words and, uh, and take well, them to really heart. That's really what it is. That's part of that external ego that they've set mm -hmm. up, which is entertainment, which is the news, which is movies, which is the radio, all of that that they control, all the genres, magazines, all of that. You know, look at what they do with the girls. They they got to have these women who are in their 20s that look like they're 11 years old. They Poor make girls. them, you know, as skinny as possible. They make them, uh, you know, as hairless as possible. They got to be perfect and they're anorexic. These poor girls have to starve themselves because they want them to look like tall 11-year-olds because they're pedophiles. And yeah, they, not they only do the that. same thing with the boys. They want they want the men to look like little boys, but they want them to be in a man-sized body. Yeah. And that's what's behind that. If you really think about it, that's what's behind that. It's pedophilia. They yeah. don't. They don't look. They don't want the models to be perfect because the truth is that the average man on the planet, if you if you if you look at what there's what they see as beautiful, it's not a five foot nine, uh, eighty seven pound little girl. It's yeah. not okay. No, and, that's and, very. And, you know, they they did a study back in the eighties or the nineties, and the perfect woman on the planet, when they punched it into algorithm into the computer, came up Halle Berry. Oh. 
right? And then Angelina Jolie, thought, that rightly shortly thereafter. So the I, body type is larger, right? Is larger, more voluptuous than a skinny little eleven-year-old, uh, which is the average what men look for in a woman. I like a larger woman. I'm not uh, the guy who wants to look at that little teeny skinny 11-year-old girl and go, hey, she's got a nice butt yeah. right there. I'm not a, I'm not I, a pedophile. No, I okay? like me a wholesome woman that's got a nice booty. Yeah, right. You got to have right? some meat on yeah. the bones, man. Yeah. Right? You got to have somebody some meat who there. can somebody I who like gets the mad curves and in all the me. right places. I like lady yeah. I like lady bumps, right? Yeah. So some people are not that way. I remember when I was younger, go and a, a friend of my stepdad, <laughs> he accused me of, of being the hard body guy that, you know, and I said, have you seen my wife? You know, and but at the time, that was not really a good example because she was a hard body at the time. Right. Um, but she was a little more voluptuous because she has, you know, large breasts and her hips are a little bit bigger. But she was she was in my mind, you know, she was the perfect woman. But to him, that was the hard body type. And I was like, no, no. You know, he says his wife, who was a little thicker and, you know, when she had all the right places where she had the right stuff. Right. She was a very uh, attractive woman. But he was like, see, she's not all hard body. And I was like, that's what happens when you get a little bit older. I understand that. And, uh, you, and you have babies. Yeah, and then when you've had babies, right? Yeah, Yeah. a woman looks uh, a lot more beautiful after she's had babies because she's got that, you know, she's got that baby fat on her. Right. And uh, not only that, but, you know, it's very radiant. The energy that's coming off is uh, is very nice. And, uh, you know, for for people, you know, it's kind of hard to say, you know, it's the programmed mind, like you were saying earlier, that, uh, that, you know, is programming the generation that's coming up that makes them think that, you know, you want a girl that looks like, uh, you know, she's suffering from anorexia and, yeah. and that's sexy, which, uh, you know, which is, it's not, you know, the thing that we need to remember and we have seemed to have forgotten that women are God, you know, they get, they create life, they give life and they create life and they nurture life. And to uh, disrespect that just because, of the way they look is, um, you know, to me, it's, uh, you know, unacceptable and it's rude. And what they're doing to our girls, mind fucking them the way they are, is right. uh, they're destroying an entire generation. But not only they're destroying a generation of girls, but they're de- destroying a generation of boys as well, because they're indoctrinating this idea into their head that this is what a woman looks like. But when they go home and they see their mom, you know, their mom is what a woman should look like. Right. You know, not their sister. <clears throat> Well, and you know, the the truth is that that is what they're doing, but that has all everything to do with um, part of the, you know, the literally like the communist manifesto. If you look at that, LGBTQ and yeah, uh, all the, you know, promoting all, all of that has was to do part of that. their agenda. Uh, also, yeah. not having marriage and people looking up and just having sex all. and all of that was is part of the agenda to break down the, you know, the what they call the nuclear family uh, mm-hmm. in in the world. Uh, and I'm not saying that, that stuff is wrong by any means. I'm not. I'm not uh, prejudiced towards that. In at particular, all. American family. You yeah. know, it's in particular the American family because yeah. when we go overseas and when we go to these older countries, you know, you have fully functional families where you have generations, multiple generations living underneath the same roof. Right. You know, and then when you come here to North America, in particular, North America, when they come over here, you know, it's very dysfunctional. You have single parent families, and all these single parent families really it all started in the seventies. You know, yeah. I, I'm a product of a single family, uh, you know, parent, and uh, all of this started in the seventies. And all my friends, literally all of my friends, you know, are all from a single parent family. I don't know a single friend that actually grew up with a mom and a dad in the same household. 
And so this dysfunctional dysfunctionalism, you know, began in the 70s as part yeah. of this new world order, right? Yeah. Agenda 2030, Agenda 21, uh, you know, Agenda 2050, you know, yeah. whatever it is that uh, they've labeled it and whatever you want to label it and believe it to be, you know, it all really began in, uh, in the mid 1970s. But if you look at the greater picture, all of this began with, uh, you know, Albert Pike back in 1871. And then from that point on, it's just been an ongoing uh, attack on our consciousness. And that is why we're having this event on the 21st is to combat this, uh, this force, which has been uh, enslaving us, our parents, our grandparents, our great, great grandparents, uh, you know, our recent ancestors, uh, you know, it's time for revenge now and we need to stand up and fight. And uh, we need to fight like we've never, ever fought before, like Trump will say. Right. And I, you know, and I agree with that. And that's, you know, the, they're pushing harder and harder now. You have to understand that they're in their death rolls. We talked about this last night. And we'll talk about it again on, on Monday, I'm sure. They're in their death rolls. You need to understand that. What people want to think, oh, my God, it's gotten worse. The world is, you know, the, I was watching. My mom watches Grey's Anatomy. And Grey's Anatomy was on, I believe, last night. And one of the, one of the women in there, the doctors, uh, looked at another doctor and she said, when did the world get this bad? Has it always been this bad? We just never noticed. And, he, and, and she said, until we had children. And he said, I'll tell you what, I, I noticed a lot more now because the, these girls had gotten kidnapped by this guy and he was you know, basically going to keep them and rape them uh, and enslave them. And um, they fought back and started a fire in his house to get the attention of neighbors and then escaped. And then uh, he tried to catch them. And uh, the, the firemen and everybody got there right about then. And a, a pandemonium broke loose. But um, you know, people, it's like, you don't, people don't pay attention because you're so distracted. Everything's a distraction. And because of that, you don't see what's going on around you. And some people choose not to, they don't want to know what's going on around them. And, and that, uh, you know, bothers me more, I think, than, uh, than people who, you know, uh, uh, who are aware of, of what's going on and don't do anything about it. The people who don't want to know, they're just like, I don't care. I don't want to know. I don't want to know any of that. Uh, because, you know, it, it, like like Ford said back in the turn of the century, and I don't mean the turn of the 19th to the, or I mean the turn of the 19th to the 20th, not the 20th to the 21st. Back in like 1902 or 1903, he said, if everyone in the United States understood the world economics and how it works, there would be a revolution today. Okay, so if you want to actually understand what's happening in the world, you need to take a civics class or learn what that means. Okay, understand social economics, social studies, social economics, global economics, and learn all of that and what it means to be a citizen of some country, whatever country you're in, and what that means, what the obligation of yours is. You need to pay attention to what's going on around you. And people say that doesn't affect me. Yes, it does. Every and decision that your use. school district makes affects your children and everyone's child that lives in that area. Yeah, and okay. it's the terms that you use also. Uh, yeah, Leo, and then, the, you know, and then like, the local laws decide everything. Everything is everything counts, and it matters. I don't want to get involved in politics. Politics is involved in you. But you'll stand there and say that you're a proud citizen and not understand the meaning of the word citizen. 
you know, right. it's, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of what you're, you know, you're talking about. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I hear that lots, you know, oh, I'm a proud American citizen, or I'm a proud yeah, Canadian citizen, or, yeah. you know, I'm a proud, uh, you know, this citizen or that citizen, you know, essentially yeah. what they're saying is that I'm a proud slave, because in order to be a citizen, you, you know, what a citizen is, is that a citizen is someone who is under the servitude of the system, like here in Canada, we are, you know, the citizens of the Queen, of uh, the royal family, the, you know, the Mountbatten's. Right. And uh, in the United States, you're a citizen of the Constitution because your Constitution is the supreme law of the land. So you're a citizen of that. So you're a slave to that uh you know political structure so when people say oh yeah. i don't want to be part of politics you know you don't have a choice well you do have a choice in the matter if you understand that you have a choice in the matter but if you don't think you know understand then you're clearly well, yeah, just going to stand around and hold, say you know i hold I'm you a, to they're going to hold you to the laws of that land that yeah you live on. yeah like here in canada i can uh you know i can plead my uh you know, my fourth right of, uh, you know, the right to disassociation. So when I declare that I declare the right of disassociation, what I'm declaring is that I choose the right to not participate in any of the political parties that is representative of the queen. So therefore, I give myself the, uh, the role or the play in the theater of human. So once I declare myself as human and not as a citizen or as a person, then suddenly there's a whole opportunity of windows that open up for me because Canada's constitution is also closely connected to the economic, uh, uh, you know, the, the I guess uh, the treaties that they've made, and also is connected to the uh, to the human rights uh, treaty that uh, Canada is a part of. So these human rights, they're only available for humans. So as long as you continue to say, like you fill out an application form, for instance, and it says, you know, what are you a citizen of? Are you a Canadian citizen? Are you an American citizen? Whatever citizen you are. So if you check off that I'm a Canadian citizen, then what you're saying is that I associate with the political party. So therefore, I'm limited to the privileges that I can have because a citizen only has so many privileges. But under the human rights laws of the world, under the human rights, you have the right to education, you have the right to shelter, you have the right to food, you have the right to happiness and the pursuit of happiness as what it says in the American Constitution. Now you have the you have the right to pursue happiness. I, I forgot exactly how it goes, but uh, I know right. it's part of the American Constitution. So when you say that you're a citizen, if you don't check that off and then they ask you, well, you forgot to check this box off, you say, well, no, because this box, you know, this question is wrong because it's not asking me if I'm human as well. You know, so, uh, you know, like, uh, for instance, uh, you well, know, see, when the, the election time here comes, is the United States election, does election, not acknowledge that? If people in this country, they, United States to has that, to no. United States has to acknowledge that because the no, United just States don't. period they don't period. But I know it, legally you can battle they say, that. They, uh, what they say is what they say is that's crap. It's some made up bullshit on the internet and it doesn't Canada's work in the this same, country. Canada's yeah. the same thing. I uh, I contacted and when you go to court, guess what? A happens? human rights. I contacted the human rights case. There has not been a case in the United States that I'm aware of. Nor has Canada where, where someone has said, "Look, I'm I'm not a part of your uh, your way of life. I don't acknowledge that because I'm a human." And they just go, "You're going to jail." Okay, human, you're going to yeah. jail. You so know, the, so there's I been agree no with case, you. It should be that way. I agree. But with you. it is that it is that way. But though, they won't you, acknowledge it, and it they takes, won't acknowledge it. it and they won't teach you. We all decide. Yeah, and all do it. 
right? If yeah, they won't teach it, you that, right? Yeah. Because if they taught you that in school, then yeah. you'll be like, well, I don't want to be a Democrat and I don't want to be a liberal. So, you know, right. I so just want to be a you. human. That's exactly. Yeah. So then 100%. you won't participate. You won't participate yeah. in their, uh, you know, in their fake elections yep. so that you can pick a fake leaders because they've right. already got all that figured out on who's going to be next. Oh, yeah. That's and, just you know, like kind here. Of what have I mean, you. Uh, right. I'm so if you don't play their the, game, I'm be playing a video uh, where the where this that guy who is the uh, the creator of uh, Overstock.com. Uh, he was actually went. Uh, he he was is um, worked for a couple of times uh, with uh, the federal government and the deep state and the federal government. Uh, his, a buddy of his personal friend was murdered, and he helped them solve the murder. So they went to him. This is no joke. He he is saying this. He's a whistleblower, and he says back in 2015. I was approached by the FBI and they wanted me to set up Hillary Clinton in a money laundering scheme. They wanted me to go and befriend someone who was a spy from a foreign country and get that person to offer Hillary Clinton a bribe of $8 million. And when she took that bribe, which he did do, and she already took a $15 million bribe before that. So Barack Obama ordered this to be done so they had dirt on Hillary Clinton because she was running for president and Barack Obama was going to be the president behind the scenes and Hillary Clinton was going to do whatever he said. So and they he also ordered $160,000. She was supposed to win the election and Barack Obama was going to be the president and the plan was that that Michelle Obama would run after that and Barack would still be in charge with his cabal and cronies behind the scenes okay and but the people of the united states voted in donald trump put the kibosh to the whole thing that's why they've been trying <laughs> to impeach him for four years and they rigged this election which is going to come undone uh because there will eventually be a court that will listen i heard but, uh michigan flipped for uh, for trump yeah they're they're yeah. starting to flip everyone yeah, they yeah, you already yeah, I heard, had. I heard something uh, like that. They, on the they already today. voted. Half of of Michigan voted. Uh, the uh, electoral college picked Donald Trump. gave the gave the this, the numbers to him. You're yeah. going to have more of that happening because the truth is, when the truth is heard, which they keep saying is a conspiracy theory, and there's no proof. That's a lie. Um, I've seen I've seen the the uh, that's the uh, cop the out for them. That's their cop out. The well, conspiracy that's because they rigged the election. They, it's a yeah. coup. They, Everything it's is a, a conspiracy coup. for them. It's a soft coup from China. And these people are, are taking over for the cabal. They're taking back their power. That's what it's about. And it's going to come out. Well, right yeah. now, the numbers almost daily keep rising of how many people doubt this election was not stolen. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the beginning, it was like, you know, uh, no one in the Democratic Party and and 51 percent of the Republicans. And it's now 80 percent of the Republicans and 30 percent of the Democrats. Yeah. And whoever's holding back now is, uh, you know, obviously has been compromised. Like I hear that there's a few Republican senators that, uh, yeah, those you are know, that are going against uh, going against Trump. But, you know, in my opinion, yeah, those are called I rhinos. Think, those are yes. those are they're called rhinos. It means Republican in name only. They're actually a Democrat. But yeah. Spy, it, well, in my opinion, Republicans. Yeah. In my opinion, what's happening is that uh, they really they may be a, a Republican, but I think they've been compromised. Uh, through, uh, you know, other means, oh, yes, you know, through you uh, honey traps, absolutely. Uh, through honey traps and such. And for these yes. guys to come out and go against Trump, yeah, because you know, whoever's the not just, their handler, not whoever's just their handler, not just liberal, yeah, right? whoever's the Bushes, their handler. The Bushes were the, in the cabal. Reagan was in the cabal. Um, they were beholding to the cabal. Everybody was yeah. hold, beholden to the cabal except for Donald yeah. Trump. Okay, yeah, so and every anybody, president prior yeah. to that, every president in the United States was proven in uh uh, by that little girl are, are related except for one and that's yeah, not donald we, trump he's related but donald yeah, trump we, like we, the kennedys were on were not 
part of the cabal. They were independent-minded, and that's why they killed uh, JFK and, and Robert Kennedy was because they wanted to tell people what was really going on. So, yeah, you're right. It's not just, it's not just liberal. So, guys, don't think that I am I think- a Republican because I'm not. I'm actually um, listed as no party affiliation, but I'm I'm sort of leaning towards the libertarian the fourth, ideology. Yeah, I I plead the fourth. I uh, you know I cho- I choose the right to disassociate with any political party. I I support an individual, and uh, you know for me right now the person that I'm supporting is uh, Donald Trump, uh, because I know what he's been doing and what he has been doing and uh, how he's been combating these uh, pedophiles. Uh, right. globally and for me that's enough i don't care about anything else what right. he does or what he says as long as he's hunting pedophiles and uh, you know putting them in prison for the rest of their lives or whatever else he's doing to them you know i'm cool with that and uh, for me that's uh, you know good enough reason to keep you know they in. brought that up during um, during the debate just prior to the uh, election where they said <clears throat> you know according to these crazy kook QAnons uh, out there, their, their conspiracy theories, yeah, they that. believe that there is a big, huge, giant, deep state pedophilia ring, and you're the savior of the people, and you're taking down the pedophilia ring. And he looked at the cameras, and he says, I don't know anything about any uh, any uh, pedophilia ring in the deep state. And what I do know is that there's a lot of pedophilia going on in the world, and yes, we are taking them down. Yeah. So instead of saying, yeah, I'm aligning myself with what you've already put down as crazy conspiracy theory yeah. QAnons. Yeah. So instead of giving them that victory, he was like, oh, no, but there's a lot of pedophilia. And, yes, we have taken down hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, thousands of them, of pedophilia thousands of them in the world. last four years. And that's good enough for me. I don't care what else he does. I don't care yep. if he outtwists the army. I don't care if he, you know, does healthcare. I'm sure that's going to be good for you guys down there. But for me, oh, as yeah, being that, a Canadian, my costs are already right? gone down. You know, for um, me being Canadian, the, uh, the thing has gone yeah, down for Madison already. I'll, I'll agree. The you. thing that matters to me the most is our little girls that are being abducted here in Canada and are being shipped all over the world and being shipped to the United States and South America and Europe. Uh, you know, that's my concern. And if Donald Trump can help stop that. Yeah. then, uh, you know, then that's the guy that, uh, you know, I'm going to have his back. Uh, I know he's not a politician. And, uh, you know, for me, that's, uh, you know, an extra notch in a belt because of the fact right. that he's not a politician. and He's going after somebody, you know, that I totally despise. And I'm sure every single, you know, right minded person in the world despises pedophiles. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, how can, I don't care who you are. Right. Yeah. He's yeah. a light worker. As far as I'm concerned, he's on our side. And if I could invite him to our event on the 21st, I, I would, right. uh, you know, because, uh, you know, it would be, you know, it'd be a good thing. But I'm sure, you know, that's kind of out of my league. But, uh, you know, fact right. is, is that he's doing something on a bigger, uh, you know, on a, on a, on a bigger stage. And uh, and we are sharing that same stage with him. But, uh, you know, we're just uh, a little bit down the line. Problem, and, problem uh, with that we're is foot if, soldiers. If, if we're foot we soldiers. That, bro. And, and we got Donald Trump to come on live, whether it was by the phone or whatever, you know that we would be kicked off the air the second that uh, happened, man. Immediately. Immediately. <laughs> Google would take us down from Facebook or from the Questions YouTube. Questions we'd and, ask him. And, and uh, Zuckerberger <laughs> would kill us on Facebook. They'd delete all of our fucking... Oh, yeah. uh, uh, everything. Everything. He didn't exist. It would be like ancient Rome where they knocked, knocked off right? the noses. Yeah. And strike a line through Leonard Nobar and Rob never existed. Yeah. <laughs> They were. They never he, went to Facebook. They existence. never existed. They never were here. They never existed. You know they would, bro. That would oh yeah. You know the crazy. point is, is that you know we are. You know we're fighting the same battle, 
Right. And, uh, you know, we're foot soldiers and, uh, you know, he's like the uh, the general, the commander in chief who's leading the fight. And, uh, you know, as long as he continues to lead and, uh, you know, as long as all of us get together and, uh, you know, have sessions of love and peace, then, uh, you know, we can make a great difference. And to go back uh, what you were saying a little bit earlier, Leonard, of, uh, you know, all these horrible things that are happening on the planet, is there more of it happening? Uh, what I would say to that is that, no, there's not a more of that happening. In fact, there's more good happening on this planet than there is bad yeah, the, the only reason why it seems bad. bad is that the media yeah. is you know they the media the is uh, yeah. yeah they're the uh you know the perpetrators in the fact that they you know highlight all the bad stuff that's happening so that your vibratory distortion will remain low and uh, they don't tell you about the good things they might give you like one thing or two things at the end for like 30 seconds of something good that happened. But yeah. uh, that's about it. So, you know, in my opinion, well, you know, no, I'm, I'm there's a lot more up. good happening I'm, than I'm there is bad. Let me tell you why. And this is, you guys can see, here's the proofs in the pudding, right? Yeah. Last year, around this time, when the when the Congress uh, uh, convenes for the rest of the year because of the holiday, okay, they all said, you know, everything's problem is Donald Trump. Donald Trump with his tweets, he's just causing the, all the whole nation to be divided. And then they all went on vacation for for the rest of the uh, holiday season until after January. And guess what? Donald Trump still tweeted every day. But guess what? The whole world went to peace, not to pieces, went to peace. You know why? Because those said politicians weren't out there screaming and yelling what travesty was that he said this or they said that. And the news was boring. There was nothing happening anywhere. They were, the only thing they could do is show Santa Claus floating around the planet giving gifts to everybody and track Santa because there was nothing else going on in the news because you know why? The government, those people who claim Donald Trump is the one dividing our country, weren't there to cause all the problems and bitch and piss into the wind. And then they you come there to find to out the same people are self-entitled. <laughs> you have this guy, you have this guy Swalwell from here in California who uh, was running for president, is on the intelligence committee, oversight committee, gets to know all the secrets of the United States, claiming that he knew for a fact, along with Adam Schiff, who's also out here in California, that they knew for a fact that Donald Trump was ha was a, a plant and that, that Vladimir Putin had information on him and had pictures of him naked in bed with hookers, and he had to do his job, and his bidding, come forward in time after a four-year investigation. Guess what? That was all untrue. However, both Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell, who ran, was trying to run for president, both have ties to communist spies. Wait, Nancy Pelosi does as well. She had one in her office. Wait, Dianne Feinstein's driver for 15 years or for 11 years was, a, was a, a, a spy for the Chinese Communist Party. So these people who were attacking and impeached the president saying he was a Russian spy, all of them to the person have ties to spies in their network for more than five years, an average of, of 10 years each. Mm -hmm. spies that are in there and they still have their positions uh, uh and, and eric swalwell more than likely had sex with this woman which means i'll bet you there's sex tape somewhere that she's got oh, yeah, pictures and everything the and, honey trap. And, and this guy has been pushing china okay you have all these people that i just mentioned have been pushing china in a positive light for the last 20 years every single one of them 
has ties to the Chinese Communist Party. And this is not hearsay, people. This is not Leo's conspiracy theory night on Friday night. Okay, this is true. You can look it up for yourself. See, if you do your due diligence and you don't look up things on the cabal-owned search engines, like you don't go onto Google, you don't go onto MSN uh, uh, search engine, you get off of that, you go to DuckDuckGo, and and guess what? You You get the real story. Plus all of the fact check stuff. Don't go to any fact check website. It's either a I Republican watch, uh, hack or a Democratic hack. There is no uh, independent fact checker. You know who the independent fact checker is? You. Us. That's we right. Are. Us. That's yeah. the independent fact checker. So don't you know? You go on the internet and make sure because look up the people. People just trust. Oh, this is it's an independent fact checker and it's uh, verified by twenty-seven people. All there's, liberals or all conservatives. So you look guys. at who donates the money to them. If all of the people who you know are Zucker like and his five hundred million dollars, George Soros, if you know the Hillary Clinton Foundation, then obviously that that website is going to do the bidding of the Democratic Party. If it's mm-hmm. the other way around and you hear all these Republican names and all this Republican stuff, because there are uh, websites that, that they do the same thing, that literally they're there to disrupt the com- or the, the uh, uh, Democratic Party. So you need to look into these things. Don't just take things at face value, people. The reason that I am, and you know, I'm not even an independent, but they consider it that, I'm a no-party affiliation. Do you realize that right now in the United States, more people are registered as no-party than there are Republicans and independents combined registered as no party affiliation. That means that there is half of the country that's smart enough to think for themselves already. Do you understand people? Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I thought about the green party. I thought about the libertarian party. I thought about all these offshoots and I read their little manifestos and went, no, 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 they're all the same. They're all the same. They just have a different from a different, slightly different angle. You know, the only just one that would be different closely play. aligned with me would be the libertarian because at least they believe in freedoms and the government leave me the hell alone. But they still are a, poli- a political party and they have an agenda and they bow to special interest groups. Okay. I listened to uh, two guys. Uh, one is uh, Roman from uh, Epoch Times, and uh, the second is uh, Scott Goulet from uh, Front Page, and uh, I think he's also connected to the uh, Epoch Times. But uh, you know, I find that those two guys those they, guys uh, are pretty independent. I have yeah, their newspaper yeah. I have right here. Oh yeah, I like Epoch Times. Right here yeah. on the floor, I have one of their newspapers. Yeah. They tell um, you they the, blow the whistle truth. on everybody. They don't yeah, just they tell blow the whistle goods on, and, on liberals. They yeah, and their journalists everyone. are excellent. They're excellent journalists, and yeah. uh, you know they uh, they tell you the truth, whether you know they agree with it or they don't. Uh, you know they just tell you the facts, and yeah. uh, it's up to you. That's to, why I hate uh, to say really it, guys. That's why facts. I like watching Tucker Carlson on Fox. Yeah, I like Tucker too. He is he's a, right. he is a uh, he's actually a libertarian, but man, he hammers the Republicans. He hammers. He calls the Republicans the same thing I do. He calls them cowards. Because mm-hmm. uh, traditionally they've been cowards and they run and they hide and they always give in. He goes after the liberals. He goes after the the conservatives, and he says that our system is failing. He tells mm-hmm. them. He says it all the time. And here's why you're failing. Just like now with uh, the money relief that's going on, neither side wanted to come to the table because it wasn't politically in their best interest to do so before the election. So you have the Republicans saying, well, Ch- you know, Nancy Pelosi's holding up operations. Well, she was on her end because she wanted to bail out all of the states that had been locking everybody down and losing all the money. So I mean, because they locked everybody down and losing money, now they want the government to pay for it. You, me, and all the everybody else on the backs of our taxes. 
right? It's but funny then you how those guys who didn't want to do the same thing, but they pretended because they wanted to cut all that stuff out and not give money, but they also didn't want to give back as much money to help people because they were the ones that were making sure that all the money went to the corporations and not to the small businesses. So both of those fucking political parties are still up to their bullshit no good, and that's why you didn't have a stimulus package and you guys are locked down. Okay, yeah, I was going to say that, uh, you know, it's kind of odd that, uh, you know, Donald Trump wanted to have the stimulus and Nancy Pelosi was stopping it. And then right after the election, when they're claiming that uh, Joe Biden won and now suddenly they want to talk about the stimulus and help people out. Right. So that should really tell it, you. It'll look like it was yeah, done under the regime of Joe that's Biden. That's right. Now, now, you know, that should really go to, go to tell you their, you know, their political greed and yeah. uh, the fact that uh, they don't give a shit about you. If they can get ahead politically well, example, over your bro. blood and sweat and tears, then here's the uh, they'll do it. Here's the example right now. I ask everybody, what happened to the border problem? Yeah. Right? That was yeah. the biggest issue in the summertime. And now just, neither party's talking about it. Why? Because it has nothing to do with their agenda right now. They just kind of disappeared with all yeah. those new doesn't mean there's toys. people not trying to get across the border. It doesn't mean new telephones people getting stopped and they're not making it across the border. The shit still happened in the same way it was last year at this time. The only difference is it's not something that's politically beneficial for them right now. Let me ask right you another now, question yeah. out there in the world, especially you guys in America and Canada. How many people are dying in your country from something other than COVID? Do you know? No, you uh, don't. None. You know why? Because they're not. They're all dying you. from COVID. Because <laughs> they're all dying from COVID. No one's dying from anything in the United States right now except for COVID. Yeah. There was a guy who died on the highway. Uh, you know, got hit by a truck and died. Died. It was, it was COVID. There was a guy you know, in Florida that died in a car accident. Same thing. Yeah. Happened. He went through yeah, the windshield COVID. of his car and yeah. they listed him as COVID death. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. This no, was like last either. week, two weeks ago, yeah. or something. And I was like, oh my god. Yep. Anyways, brother, it doesn't look like we're gonna hit the, uh, the law like one we're tonight. The law of one this week, guys. But that's all right. We uh, well, we did uh, we did talk about the law of one. No, we because, did actually. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking about right. We're yeah, talking we about uh, raw, talking uh, about uh, our uh, event. Yeah. Talking about our event, and uh, you know, and our event really is the uh, is the gathering of the uh, of the wanderers, and uh, you know, and we've been uh, you know throughout the law of one, we've been talking about the wanderers and uh, the role that the wanderers are serving on this planet. Yep. And uh, now is the time that uh, the wanderers are gathering. So you know tonight's session, you know, even if you're not was wanderer, based on if even if you're not a wanderer, if you're just a, in service to others, you know that you are because you have already made that decision. You're either you worry about the planet, you worry about the people, and you want to help. If that's your uh, that's your archetype, that means that you're uh, in service to others. That means mm -hmm. you're a good person. If you don't give a shit and everything we've said, you're like, you guys are an idiot. I don't give a crap as long as I get my shit. And I torture that little girl over there. She's my slave. You, then that means you're narcissistic and you're in service to self and you're evil. You're the ones we're fighting against. But it's okay because you have a choice. You chose outside. I'll I chose crush you. Like a, it doesn't what mean I'm, I'm better than you or worse <laughs> off than you. It just means that I'm going to have to have war against you when when, when the lights are on. Yeah, it's kind of like what Emish said. I'll crush you like a worm. Yeah, crush you like a worm. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was just watching, uh, they have Star Trek, uh, um, the the new one, I forgot what it's called, uh, Discovery. And Discovery, I, won't yeah. pay, I won't pay to watch it. They want to pay me to pay every month to watch that special channel. I use torrents. I wait till the season's over and I use yeah, my torrent so to download season it. Season one playing right now. And the captain, who's a great actor, he was in uh, he was in a bunch of uh, movies. He's played different parts. Uh, I love him to death. I can't think of his name right now. But um, they ended up in an alternate universe in this episode right now. It's like episode five or six of season one. 
and uh, they're in a different universe, and they're like, wait, they don't know you in this. We might not be alive in this universe, or they might know you, but I don't know our status. Because the, the, it turned out that the uh, one of the ensigns uh, was the captain in this universe, and the captain yeah. was a fugitive. So so he says, so, the, so they said to him, disguise your voice. So she goes, I'll, I'll let you talk to my chief engineer. So he, he speaks with an English accent, well, American accent. So he gets on there, and he's like, hey, how you doing there, Captain? Hey, we're experiencing a little bit of problems with our viewers and the left of cell, but we should be all right in about an hour, and we'll be on our way, right? And the guy's like, all right, then, I'll leave you. And he's like, okay, have a good day, then. And they, they look at him like, what kind of accent was that? And he puts these shrugs his shoulders. What? <laughs> <laughs> Throw yeah, him down with a really cool yeah. Scottish accent. I was dying. I don't want to do the uh, spoiler alert on that, but uh, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's don't a, tell me what's going to happen yeah, because I, I, I it's, don't a, it's know. a good series. It's a good but series. I, but I, I do know they end up traveling through universes in time. Uh, yeah, it's I've a, seen it's a, it's a good one. You'll enjoy it. Commercials, uh, and so I know where Michael Burnham is currently on the up and coming yeah. season. So, so don't, but don't give me the in between. Yeah, stuff no, I'm waiting for uh, season three to be over so I can download it. Right. And, uh, and then binge watch it, right? Because that's the best way to watch Star Trek. Is, uh, I well, do that with uh, Yellowstone. Have you seen that? Which one? Yellowstone, Kevin Costner's uh, uh, movie. Uh, no, series? I just, uh, I, I didn't watch that one, but I watched. You should uh, check it out. If you watched Sons of Anarchy and liked it, watch Yellowstone. Yellowstone is Sons of Anarchy, Cowboy Up. No, I'd never watched the uh, Sons of Anarchy either. Oh my like, God, so. you should see that too, yeah. bro. I like shows. Uh, I like shows that kind of have the same feeling as like the Bourne trilogies, right? Uh, like Jason Bourne. Um, you know, oh yeah, I love that stuff too. Like, you know, I like uh, I like that type of. Uh, I've seen all of those. All the all the, the legacy. Yeah, movies, I just yeah. I just finished watching uh, Treadstone on uh, Prime Video. And then, uh, and is then that I good? Watched, I haven't, I haven't watched that. Yet. Yeah, it's a, it was, it was really good. Was it? Okay. And I watched uh, Jack, uh, Jack Reacher or something. Yeah, I love uh, Jack Reacher one and two. Yeah, Tom that. Clancy's, uh, Tom Clancy's. I watched yep. that the two seasons. That was really good. Yep, yep. And uh, and then now I'm just kind of well, Tom Clancy. For... Anything Tom Clancy ever wrote. Yeah, Tom Clancy's pretty good. I, I like I'm him. a big fan. I read like almost yeah. every book Tom Clancy had. All the everything they made into movies. Yeah. I've read them. I'm a big talker, yeah. you know, but I'm also a fan of Stephen King too. Stephen King. I'm, you know, it's funny because my my son didn't realize that I had already read the Stephen King novels, and he brought over um, Dark Tower and um, um, Doctor Sleep, and I and I was like, oh wow, this is really close to the book. And he was like, wait a minute, what? You you read the book? I'm like, yeah, I I, I yeah, I already know what's going to happen. He's like, oh wow, I didn't know you knew that. And I'm like, yeah, there's a lot about. It. I said, I'm a fan. I've read. My uncle got me, one of my uncles, uh, my mom's brother, he got me hooked on Stephen King when I was young. And um, and every time he'd read a Stephen King book, he'd give it to me when he was done. Yeah. He'd go out and buy the book, read it, and go, here, here's the next book. Uh, so for my whole life, uh, up until 10 years or probably five years ago when I moved out of state, my uncle was feeding me every Stephen King book. <laughs> nice. <I was. laughs> so it was cool, right? So, yeah, right I love on. that kind of stuff that makes you think, you know. Uh, yeah. Stand was incredible. Thrillers. The book was better I like than the thrillers. Um, thrillers are really good. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, thriller they, dramas. Yeah. They keep you on the edge of your seat. And, uh, you yeah. know, it's got that really bizarre twist at the end where you think you had the story right, but uh, it turns out that you didn't. Love uh, thrillers. You know, yeah, yeah. I, like, I like those kinds of, uh, kind of shows. Well, you know, I grew up with a bunch of guys. We were all we were all wrote comedy and we were all writers. Most of us published. Uh, but we, we all, because of us being writers, we were a really tough crowd. Right. Uh, you know, whenever I would go, I went to the movies and went to go and see the uh, the sixth day. I know, guys, we're getting off topic, but we're still having fun. We were going to see the sixth day with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And um, 
the, and he's walking through going to the penthouse to go after the big bad guy and he looks over and there's this there's this you know big boiler there with the you know with the radioactivity and they show it on camera and I look over at my buddy Mike and he and I are both writers and we go oh product placement remember that boys and girls that will come into play later <laughs> and of course later he straps a grenade to it and blows things up with it so see you know, I got the uh Star Trek. I saw that last yes. night, uh, and then I saw Trek. it again today, and I thought to ask you about that, because I can see it from here, and I was going to say, is that the Star Trek symbol or the new Space Force symbol? No, no, that's uh, Star Trek personnel only. So okay, by, okay, you know, cool. I got that, and then like uh, right above it, I got the uh, Happy Trees, oh, you yeah, know, the, guy that, the guy that paints uh, those uh, landscapes and such with the curly yeah, yeah. hair, right? Happy Little Trees, right? and nice. uh, a couple of couple of joints and then happy little trees and then start <laughs> star trek personnel only and then over here i've got uh, a true love story never ends and then right. uh up there it says uh, choose happy and uh wake up and uh live nice. right so those are the uh, those are my daily affirmations that uh, that i give myself and uh, you know, there's a big bag of weed you can see you know like right there Yes, you gotta have that. You gotta have that kind of stuff, you know. I Hi, brother. One, I have one up in my um, uh, kitchen that has different things on it, um, and it's a, like a collage, uh, and it's all done in this old style, like French style, and it has different things in like freedom and love and peace, and uh, you know, and each square has a different. Uh, word. Oh, yeah, and then, yeah, then there's yeah, one blank one. square there's yeah. one blank square so that's the one you're supposed to fill in in your mind for yourself smoke right so that's that's the exercises you read all of those and then there's a, why is the blank square because it's not finished it because, says because smoke it's for you every day <laughs> yeah, that's for you to add a different thing in there every day right a different affirmation yeah that's uh i take dr dre's uh advice you know, on a daily basis. And for me, that key would say, uh, you know, smoke weed every day. Smoke weed every day in right. 2000, uh, Chronic 2001. Uh, that was a uh, fantastic album. But anyways, bro, I got to I gotta run. I got to cook some food. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, fantastic session. And uh, yep. guys, don't forget, uh, you know, I got the link up in the comments. Uh, please, uh, you know, go there and uh, register, sign up. And, uh, you know, we will uh, see you guys on uh, Monday, the 21st at yep. uh, 8 o'clock in the morning. It's going to be a fantastic day. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to smoke. We're going to drink. We're going to earth. We're going to meditate. And uh, we're right. going to send, uh, you know, energies all over the planet. We'll even try doing some, uh, you know, uh, some empath stuff. Uh, we'll try to uh, you know, do some telekinesis. We'll try to do some, uh, you know, maybe some card reading. Uh, you know, we'll, uh, you know, we'll do all kinds of, you know, fun stuff where it's going to raise our vibration. It's going to make everyone happy. And as long as everyone's happy, you know, then you're vibrating high. And as long as you're thinking about, uh, you know, positive things then your energy is going to go into the you know megaliths around the world and remember those megaliths around the world they're like you know points of uh, the earth energy grid line yep. and uh, you know it just happens to be that uluru is uh, one of the main grid points and uh, you know all our energy needs to go there because if it goes there then it's just going to spread yeah, all like over the, the planet navel, yeah the it's going to feed everything else yeah. yeah so we need to do that and uh, so please you now i implore you uh, you know sign up and uh, you know we'll uh, see you guys on on the 21st and uh, thank you for your time this evening uh, you know, i really appreciate it yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm looking at possibly going live tomorrow night. 
Uh, I'm working on that. Um, I haven't confirmed it 100%, but I'm, it looks like I might be going back live at 4 tomorrow night. Uh, and, and I'm going to have a guest on, and we're going to be talking. And I'm also working on Ray to try and get her on here. Um, she was in the crowd earlier. I don't know where she is now, but I'm trying to get Ray on here. Uh, I don't know if it'll happen before the first of the year, but, you know, because we have Christmas coming up now uh, this this coming week. Uh, so but I'll still be doing, um, uh, you know, the, the 21st with Omar and then I'll be doing uh, Friday uh, for the law of one because my Christmas we're doing Christmas Eve. Uh, so my sister can do Christmas Day with her, with her kids. Uh, and her grandkids. Uh, so Christmas Day for mom and I will just be her watching all the parades and, you know, and I'll end up doing the Law of One uh, or, or at least coming on live. But but Merry Christmas for everyone, because we other than Monday, Omar and I won't be live to tell you that again. Before yeah, if you want to if you want to do something on Christmas Day, I'm uh, free until right. uh, two o'clock because Amy's got to work until three. Right. And uh, we're thinking that, uh, you know, we might do uh, Christmas on Christmas Eve because our kids are in uh, in Calgary and Edmonton. Right. And uh, so we're thinking we might do it then. And, uh, you know, or we're thinking that uh, on Christmas Day after she gets home from work, because my son's working until uh, six o'clock on uh, Christmas Day. So, uh, you know, I might shoot over there, go grab him. And then, uh, you know, then once I grab him, then we can start doing our drinking and, uh, you know, and then maybe do our right. uh, <laughs> uh, do our Christmas, uh, you know, Christmas night. But I'll be busy, like, cooking, you know, right. going back and forth. But if you want to do something on Christmas Day, you know, I'm totally game for that. And uh, you know, I think cool. it will be fun. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know between now and then. By Monday, I'll probably know. Uh, and, and like I said, with Ray, I don't know when I'll be able to get her on. Hopefully, you know, right after Christmas, maybe that week before New Year's. Um, because I, I would really want to, I talked about that briefly, uh, last night when I talked about the 13 and the clock face with the 12 mm -hmm. and all of that energy, um, Ray ha knows even more about it than I do. Uh, even though I've, I've gotten it, I figured it out and started putting it together. We got together on the phone and we really hammered it out the other day. And she was like, wait a minute. And I was giving her information that she didn't get. And she was giving me information that I hadn't gotten. Uh, so we tied, we tied things in a little bit more. Uh, so that, that information until, you know, scientists are never going to figure out the universe until they factor that in. Uh, that's why we were saying the same thing about fighting the ego uh, and, and not saying negative things about people because, like Omar said, just the perception of yourself as a race. Kevin said the same thing. Just your perception of uh, yourself as a race is racist. Mm -hmm. because you're propagating the separatists and the separatism that I am one race and you're another, then that paints you in, in that light. So when, when Black Lives Matter says there's systemic racism, they're not wrong. There is systemic racism, but it's not but just it's against us. them. It's That's what all they, of they, us. You know, it, yeah, it's, it's against it's every all single of us one that who is not the rich and the race. Yeah. Yeah. All of us are the slaves in their minds. It's either them and their slaves. So it's against all of us. And it is the more we think in race, just like Omar said earlier, the more we think in race, the more we propagate the separatist ideology. And that's mm -hmm. what they want is all of us to be separate. That's what they fractured the Christian religions and the Muslim religion and the Hebrew religion. All of them are now at odds with each other because they ripped them all apart and said, those guys are your enemy. Mm -hmm. And they they propagate that racism and that that uh, culturalism of of attacking other people and trying to conquer them and make them bend to your will as your religion when your religion is their religion. It's the same. Yeah, you the know, it's that the same thing do. with our race. And they they get us into this work us up into a frenzy, uh, believing that we have to defend the color of mm -hmm. our skin. Yeah. Like Omar says, if you have you have two dogs, one of them is black and white, and the other one's brown, you don't go. Hey, you guys need to fight. Yeah. 
Where's the white dog? Where's the white dog? Bring him in. Yeah. You know what I'm what saying? What we need so, to do is uh, when we see another person, the thing that we need to train ourselves with is when we see someone, what we need to say to ourselves is that that is a projection of me yeah. and I'm a projection of that person. So essentially, I'm looking at myself. Yeah. And that is it. You need see, to associate you know I, yourself you know as do, a human. I've, I've made this a rule. If you do, if you take what the boxing world or the MMA world does as a perspective, there's no race and color there. You're either in the red corner or the blue corner, and whatever color trunks you're wearing is who you're identified by. That's what they do. They put the name up on the board, and they'll and it'll show the color of the trunks that that Johnson's wearing gray, and and you know Smith is wearing blue. And then, or they'll say, you know, in the red corner, in the blue corner, and they do that with a tape on their arms or on their wrists. So you see red tape around their gloves or blue tape. So they don't say, the, oh, the black guy over there, that Hispanic guy, that, that Brazilian guy, that Asian mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. They don't do that at all. They say, literally, Joe Rogan got in trouble and got suspended of about 10 years ago when he was drinking and he was high on, on air and he went, the black guy's wearing black trunks. He used to hear from <laughs> Joe Rogan for a while and, and he felt really bad about it because he knew it wasn't. It wasn't his character to do that. He was That's out of sorts. He was just drunk. He was out of control because he was on drugs and he was yeah, drunk. Yeah, he's, he's he drunk and he's trying to. Who so hasn't said brought a, him back? Who yeah. hasn't said a stupid thing when they're drunk? Right. Who hasn't? Like, like, like who hasn't? And if you're right. going to ridicule Joe for saying that, then yeah. you know you need to go and look in the mirror right. and ridicule yourself as well because yeah. How many of us have said a stupid thing while we're drunk and then yeah. wake up the next morning and go, and go, oh, my God, did I say that? Fuck, yeah. I can't believe I said that. Yeah, and then you're you too know, embarrassed to yeah. you're too embarrassed to get on the phone to call that person or, you know, you can't call that person because that's happened to me when you were out in the boats and yeah. you just did something stupid or you said something stupid. And like, uh, you know, I've. I'm not and, even going to yeah, give you any examples. I've, I've done I've done it many times. I'm oh, guilty yeah, of that. And, uh, you know, when I was saying earlier that we need to think positive, you know, I'm not trying to paint myself as someone who doesn't think negative. I'll give you a perfect example. And I was talking about it last night. My wife said that, uh, you know, she had an issue with this guy that uh, complained about her at work because she left, uh, you know, something on the kitchen counter. He took a picture of it and gave it to management. And, uh, you know, so she took shit for it the next day. So I was like, hey, you want me to, uh, you know, come to your work and uh, break his legs for you? You know, and, uh, you know, I wasn't serious about it. You know, I said, well, I guess if she said, you know, yeah, I guess I would go down there and break (laughs) his legs, you know, but but my girl isn't like that. Right. But the point is, is that, you know, the first thought that came to mind was of violence and of prejudice. And I just wanted to go there and hurt this person because, uh, you know, they, uh, you know, they, they gave my girl a hard time. And what we need to do is stop doing that. And, right. uh, you know, and I've been consciously now telling myself for the last few days, like usually I wake up in the morning and I listen to news. And uh, now I notice like the, for the last few days when I watch the news in the morning, I shut it off after about five minutes because the bad news is just not vibrating with me the way it should or the way it has been vibrating with me in the past. And I can't stand it. So I have to turn it off. Yeah. Uh, I used to watch uh, murder shows. You know, I like murder shows, uh, serial killers and cold case files and things like that. Right, right. I used to watch that stuff in the mornings. And, uh, you know, now I find that, uh, you know, I don't want to listen to somebody getting murdered uh, first thing in the morning. I, I don't yeah, you need know, that. I used to watch all those. Yeah, I don't want that in my FBI life now. Unsolved and, yeah, and, I don't want know, that in I, my at life. At one point, I was studying to be a profiler. Yeah, I was going to go to Quantico to become a profiler, but back then you couldn't have tattoos, and I had about seven or eight at the time. I have 15 now, 
and if you couldn't have tattoos. Well, now you can because pretty much everybody on the planet's got tattoos. But at the time, I was studying to be a profiler, so all of that for me at one point in my life was very important. Yeah, and it still it. instinctively is. Yeah. I have a hard time watching a movie. You know, I do when it I, when I, I when I see yeah, it's not reality, and I'm like, that's yeah. that wouldn't happen. That wouldn't be that way. And yeah, I know. I need I need to watch realistic stuff, and uh, you know, it's pretty tough watching TV with me. Uh, you know, I tell Amy all the time, right? So that's why she doesn't watch movies with me anymore because I, you know, I would say, well, that's not realistic. That's not realistic. That's There's not no happen. way. Right. There is no way. I like I like reality stuff. Right? But like I don't that. like reality TV, but I like reality things. And you know, my interest in serial killers and rapists and uh, you know all these crime shows is simply for the fact is that you know, like I was, uh, you know, I'll give you an well, example here in a minute. It's, it's the yeah, it's the solving it's the, of that. No, mystery. it's not that for me. It's like for me is to understand why someone would do that and you know like for instance i was uh you know like this morning i was watching uh, ancient romans and uh this uh i forgot uh, caesar's name now but uh, you know it was a military general in uh, judah and uh, you know an opportunity came up he mustered his army and he went down there and uh, you know he sacked rome and took power but along the way you know i think there was like 150,000 people that died and uh, and then once he became emperor one of his friend's daughter had died and she was 14 years old and this guy was totally heartbroken by the fact that this you know little girl had died but he didn't you know connect the idea that 150,000 people died in order for him to become emperor right right, uh, right. you know i was watching this guy Those on were death row losses and it didn't yeah, bother him yeah i was watching on death row this morning this guy after 911 he lost his mind and, uh, you know, he went and shot a bunch of uh, Arabs in uh, in Texas and uh, ended up getting the death penalty. Right. And then, uh, you know, and then this guy was in fear for his own life and, uh, you know, never connecting the dots that if he killed these people, Texas would kill him. But, you know, it's right. suddenly this guy was in, you know, worried about his own life when, you know, prior to that, he wasn't worried about anybody else's life. For me, you know, that's really interesting because I want to know what drives a person to be in that state of mind to where 150,000 people killed doesn't matter, but one girl matters. Three, four people this guy killed and, you know, their lives don't matter, but his does. You know, I don't want to judge anyone and, you know, I really don't care why and how and when, you know, for right. me, my simple interest is, you know, why well, would somebody you know, it, do that same, just to understand that? If you look at the psyche of, of just, you know, any average person, uh, it depends on what you're desensitized to. What yeah. is that is acceptable losses? Because think about this. Right. And, it, you know, I hate to use a movie again, but uh, in, in the Batman movie, you had um, uh, what's his name? The Joker. And he had said to uh, to Two Face when he was in the hospital, right? He said, you know, oh, if, yeah. a Marine, if, a, if, a, if a if a bus full of uh, or a, a Humvee full of Marines gets blown up over in Iraq, nobody cares because it's part of the plan. Yeah. But if a busload of school kids gets blown up, everybody loses their mind. They're in a frenzy. They're in a frenzy. <laughs> this yeah, is what he said. Scene, frenzy. Right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I love. I love because Heath Ledger. That's the psyche of people. We. Um, we watch people daily uh, living in squalor on the streets and being tortured by society and no one seems to care and they just go down the next corner. But but leave a dog and have the dog half starved and all of a sudden we're out of our fucking minds. Yeah, and there's uh, GoFundMe campaigns going on. And, 
yeah. raised a million dollars for this yeah. dog and okay, yeah so, I, I hear you so the the unfortunately it's a it's a uh, something that is desensitized if you're a warrior and you're trying to take over something you see acceptable losses and they're just pins they're mm -hmm. just they're not even human in your mind because they're just numbers but then you see this little girl who is not an acceptable target for war because she's a female and she's a civilian and the daughter of a friend of his now he's out of his mind with grief because mm -hmm. this poor little girl died and and you, you know that's the unfortunate she's not thing. connecting the idea that those 150,000 people had daughters and right. you know but, you sons know, and they well, were that's brothers that's like what Priam <laughs> said to to uh, um, what's his name in, in Troy um, you know, Priam said to him, how many mothers and brothers and, and cousins oh, yeah, uh, yeah, and I fathers remember that. and sons have you killed? Achilles? Yeah, yeah. Right? And, and be, so, you know, he because he, he went and killed Hector because Hector killed his cousin. That's he's right. Like, how many cousins and brothers and fathers have you killed? Yeah, yeah. So, you see, so everything, you know, that goes back to all the truths that we cling to depend on our point of view. Mm -hmm. I think what we need to do is sensitize ourselves. Well, Instead and of see, desensitizing, that's, the, that's actually we need to been sensitize. the course of action here in the United States. My generation, we're the Generation X, where they made us more desensitized than any generation on the face of the earth. And they realized we were the smartest generation and the most desensitized. And that scared them because we were like, just nuke them, kill them. Mm -hmm. You know, I said the same. I said that about my, my uh, buddy. I told Ray about my buddy, Paul. And um, he is of the mind. He really literally is. He's done this. We'll be sitting in a, in a movie or uh, watching a movie. And yeah, the guy always has the girl and he's got the gun pointed to her head. Put down your gun or I'm going to shoot her. Paul, usually Get after right the guy says it. that, as soon as he finishes speaking, Paul goes, blam, dead guy, girl saved. Yeah, not only that, but I've heard people say, shoot her and then shoot him. Well, I've seen that happen. Where they yeah, or that. shoot right through her, and or uh, shoot right you know, through her to shoot him. Yeah, that's right. Um, you yeah, know, that's... It, it it depends on your 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 mind, your your mindset, your perspective. Uh, you know, and the idea of how many people will be saved if I sacrifice one person, and mm -hmm. then you have people say, "How dare you play God?" Well, God doesn't come into it. God has no. nothing to do with it. No, no, we are all gods, and that's We're what people need to understand and... and to get your mind around that. So the plan has been to downplay the violence to resensitize the next generation. The problem is that because of that, we created millennials and they're just like happy go lucky. I don't give a crap about anything. I'm not going to be a part mm -hmm. of anything, which is That's good for our cause <laughs> because they're not caught up in the negative matrix. So and they're, they're a positive wokeable. energy. You can, you can shake them and wake them up and they're right. The fact people go, yeah, but you can't get across. Oh no, they're not stuck watching television. Our parents' generation. That's their God. That's they how they're raised. On and they that's how I was God raised. And they watch that God tell them what to think and do. Okay. Yeah, that's how Our I was raised. Is getting away from it. And the one after us doesn't want to be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I was raised on the TV. TV and too. the Nintendo. Right. And then yep. now, nowadays kids are raised on apps and right. uh, and and smart uh, smartphones and shit they yep. care less about cable tv yep, you know i don't it. even think they know what cable tv is no nope, it's gone by the way of the road <laughs> you mean you phone? only had 13 channels yeah what holy you had 13 shit channels? what are you talking i got about? like 50 apps here on my phone dad what do you mean apps. you had 13 yeah, channels you only had 13 and i got channels? access to like 50 million channels dude we had to get up walk over to the television and go click yeah, or I had a long cord and a box like this big with yeah. dials on it, right? and I had to hit those, and yeah. I thought I was I was a man because I had a remote control the size well, of my TV. I remember when, <laughs> when I was working in retail and we had a power outage, 
And you know, I, I said to the to one of the guys, you know, they said, "What time is it?" My my watch doesn't work, or my you know the clock doesn't work. And I showed him my watch, and my watch had numbers on it. It wasn't a LED. Digital. It actually had the hands. <laughs> yeah. And they said, "What is what is that?" They had no idea how to tell yeah, time by looking at the clock like face. Yeah, I've come across kids like that who look at yeah. my clock right there and they're like, what time is it? He's like, well, right there. Yeah, they're right like, there. There's a clock. Uh, is no, it that's 11, clock. It doesn't 11, say. 11, 11.30? Yeah, because there's, there's on 11 and 3. They go, 11.30? No, no. <laughs> yeah, so, no, no. you know, that's the same thing with Five the power six, was friend. out. And I had a cashier say, um, you know, well, the, the power's out and I can't ring it up. And I said, ring it up by hand. They're like, what? And I'm like, calculate it by You have a calculator in your in your drawer. It's there on purpose. You can calculate that. The tax here is eight and a quarter percent. So you can you can calculate everything, write down what you're selling on a piece of paper, write down the SKUs, and then calculate that and tell the person how much they owe. And they're like, What? And then they're like, Well then what do I do? Then you count back change. They're like, I don't I don't know what to do. And I'm like, Oh my god, they really didn't know what to do. I was taught yeah. to count change back. Instead yeah. of just, you know, it says they you owe them thirteen fifty and they grab thirteen dollars and fifty cents and hand them the whole thing, have a nice day. Right, we had to count yeah. back change. We had to literally count back change. If it was yeah. like thirteen thirty-seven, we go three pennies is forty, sixty cents, a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's Five a ten, three yeah, dollars, ten, yeah, two and quarters. We, we would count a nickel, back to their dime, twenty dollar bill. Really handed us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but they, hi, brother. Uh, I gotta run. Yeah, that's I gotta run. Fantastic. All right, guys, uh, it was a great show. I mean, we didn't do the love one, but we talked about the love one. We just didn't have raw talking. Um, I might be back on the air tomorrow night at 4.30. We'll definitely be on uh, at about 8 o'clock in the morning on Monday to do that show. Please tune in. The link is in the chat. Uh, I'll be back on Christmas Day. Uh, Omar might be with me, and we'll be doing something there, too, uh, for those of you who are bored with your families and you're going, well, okay, you guys do the family thing. I'm going to check my phone out and see what them boys are doing at Orion Rising. Yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Namaste. Thank you. I love you, Omar. Thanks for coming on tonight, so we can talk about this. Yeah, thank you uh, very much. This was fun. I actually had a great talk, bro. I don't yeah, me too. I, this it. was enjoyable. I, have I this downed a glass of wine. MP3 podcast. I'll put the link uh, in the description as that for that as well. So when you find the MP3 uh, broadcast wherever you listen to it, the link will be there for Monday's show to come tune in and listen to us. All right, guys. Omar, thank you, my friend. Yeah, thank you.